0: The Impeachment Witch Hunt with Greg Jarrett. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's brazen attempt at extortion appears to have failed. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell announced he now has the necessary votes to begin an impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate without capitulating to Pelosi's shakedown that witnesses must be called in a trial of her own choosing. It's now up to the speaker to transmit the two articles of impeachment. The longer she delays, the more her waning credibility devolves into utter irrelevancy. It was Pelosi, after all, who insisted that President Trump was such a serious national security threat that urgency demanded the House of Representatives rush through impeachment proceedings with only tenuous hearsay, opinion, and speculation evidence. Once the Democrat-controlled House abided with its partisan vote, the Speaker suddenly saw no urgency at all. For weeks, she has refused to transmit the articles of impeachment to the other side of the Capitol building unless the Senate succumbed to her blackmail. It was always fatuous for Pelosi to think that she could engineer the rules in the Senate chamber on impeachment trial procedures. Blinded by her own arrogance, she thought she was somehow above the Constitution or could reinterpret its explicit meaning. Article 1, Section 3 of the Constitution states the following, The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. It doesn't say that the House speaker can interfere or countermand that sole power of the Senate by dictating trial procedures. Pelosi has no authority whatsoever. As Mitch McConnell put it bluntly, their turn is over. 77% told a Harvard Harris survey that the basic outline, the basic outline of the Clinton trial, reserving the witness question until later in the proceedings ought to be good enough for this president as well. Fair is fair. In the same survey, 58% of Americans said they want Speaker Pelosi to do her job and send the articles to the Senate rather than continue delaying. And it makes sense, Madam President, that American families have lost patience with this act just like we senators have lost patience with it. Because this is not just some intramural tip between two houses In a bicameral legislature, this recklessness affects our entire country. McConnell's position is not unreasonable and, in fact, has the benefit of historical precedence. His plan is to commence the impeachment trial with a presentment of the charges against Trump, followed by opening statements from the House managers and Trump's counsel. Only thereafter would the Senate address the merits of calling any witnesses. This was the process adopted during the impeachment trial of President Bill Clinton in January of 1999. I covered the Clinton trial from the nation's capital. I well remember the proceedings. There were no live witnesses called to testify. Instead, the Senate voted overwhelmingly 70 to 30 to depose three witnesses behind closed doors. Selected videotaped excerpts were then played in the Senate chamber as part of the evidentiary case. And the reasoning behind this process was deliberate and sound. Senators did not know what witnesses might be necessary until House managers had presented their case. Several other witnesses that had been proposed earlier were, in the end, deemed immaterial. Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is wrong when he asserts that McConnell will banish all witnesses from a trial. That will likely be a decision made by a majority of the Senate once the first phase of the trial is concluded, as it was during the Clinton trial. Back then, Schumer voted in favor of this very procedure. He also voted against calling any witnesses at all. Unlike Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker Newt Gingrich did not try to coerce the Senate into adopting his own desired set of rules at the outset of the Clinton trial. He well knew he had no right to do so. While Gingrich respected the dual but separate roles of the House and Senate meticulously defined in the U.S. Constitution— Pelosi seems to hold it all in contempt. Her extra-constitutional conduct is an audacious display of hubris. Think of it this way. Pelosi is demanding that the Senate surrender to her quid pro quo after accusing President Trump of an impeachable quid pro quo. The irony should be lost on no one. But double standards are endemic in the hypocritical Washington these days.
1: We need to see the the arena in which we are sending our managers. Is that too much to ask?
0: We are concerned that the senators will not be able to live up to the oath that they must take to have an impartial trial. So much for that. Pelosi then added, I'll send them over when I'm ready. Her refusal to convey the articles of impeachment to the Senate leaves the entire matter at an impasse. By her venal tactics, she is effectively holding a presidency and a nation hostage. Even Democrats have grown weary of Pelosi's Machiavellian machinations. Senator Dianne Feinstein said, quote, "...the longer it goes on, the less urgent it becomes." So if it's serious and urgent... Send them over. If it isn't, don't send them over. Fellow Democrat Senator Chris Coons agreed, saying it's time to get on with it. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has crafted a resolution declaring that Pelosi is violating the separation of powers outlined in the bicameral impeachment process of the Constitution.
1: You said it was urgent. If you believe it to be urgent, send it to the Senate for disposition. She's losing Democrats in the Senate. The impeachment dam of Nancy Pelosi is about to crack. But here's the problem.
0: Graham's resolution is neither binding nor enforceable. Pelosi could simply ignore it. Nevertheless, the Senate has several other viable options at its disposal to remedy Pelosi's unconstitutional power grab. Since the Constitution is silent about actually transmitting articles, the Senate could alter its current rules via the nuclear option to allow for an impeachment trial without a perfunctory transmission. Or the Senate could take up a proposal offered by Senator Josh Hawley to dismiss the articles for lack of prosecution if Pelosi continues to withhold them beyond a specified date. In the alternative... The Senate could simply do nothing at all if Pelosi decides to hold the articles in perpetuity. This, of course, would deprive President Trump of his right to a trial and be regarded as fundamentally unfair. But it would also underscore the Speaker's goal all along was to damage Trump politically with specious impeachment offenses. It won't work. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right
1: back.
0: Joining us now to talk about this is David Schoen, who is a well-respected criminal defense attorney and civil liberties attorney, and an expert on constitutional law. David, thanks for being with us. By attempting to dictate the procedures of the Senate impeachment trial, is Nancy Pelosi acting in defiance of the Constitution's clear intent?
1: well i think so absolutely um... you know there's a there's a long history um... nancy pelosi in my view is defying a couple hundred years of history american constitutional history That is, you know a uh, long time ago in the late six, 1780s. Uh, alexander hamilton wrote about this in federalist sixty five and sixty six he first in sixty five you know addressed the question of uh, the provision of the constitution that was to be ratified Uh, about the Senate being the appropriate forum to hold a trial in this case. And then in 66, he addressed objections that had been raised to it. And the firm conclusion and the conclusion come to by those who ratified the Constitution was that the Senate is the best place um, and the only place for this trial to occur. And the Constitution clearly provides that in Article Um, I. By not sending over the articles now, uh, she's created a situation that's detrimental uh, and goes against the Constitution, but detrimental to the country's interests in many, many ways. Um, and you've identified many of them in a lot of your writing and commentary on the subject. But, you know, it's a little bit like what we saw in the Mueller report on obstruction of justice. You put accusations out there, and then you don't give any opportunity to defend. In this case, they, they decided what they wanted to do. Maybe they're afraid now. They're sorry they got what they wished for. But the president's entitled to a full airing um, in the Senate of these articles that were brought against him.
0: And to some extent, hasn't Pelosi's maneuver to delay the impeachment trial really undermined her own rationale of urgency for rushing the impeachment proceedings through in the House?
1: Sure it has. Um, but it's just more of the same, trying to dictate all terms and come to a foregone conclusion. Um, that's not the way the system works, uh, that while it's never been resolved what level of due process one is accorded in the Senate during the uh, trial, what's clear is that it must go now to the Senate, or they should withdraw their articles of, of the impeachment. Even that wouldn't be fair, in my view, in this at this point, because of all of the public accusations that were raised. In the House. I think the President is entitled to an opportunity to defend against those things. And the Senate is entitled to make the rules. You know, there's a case, 1993, Nixon versus United States. The court found it virtually unreviewable the Senate's discretion with respect to making rules for the proceedings on impeachment.
0: You know, the the Constitution is actually very specific in the impeachment clause. It talks about treason, bribery, high crimes, and misdemeanors. But here, with respect to Tr- President Trump, it's alleged two articles. One is abuse of power, this wonderfully amorphous phrase that's nowhere in the Constitution, and the other one is obstruction of Congress, also not there in the impeachment clause. Do you see impeachable offenses here as the framers contemplated them?
1: No I do not. As far as I'm concerned, the second one um, isn't even really worth much discussion, except to the extent that it creates a very, very dangerous precedent. Um, The obstruction, so-called obstruction in this case, is the use of legal mechanisms to challenge the authority of of Congress. That is going to court, effectively, to see whether uh, Congress had the authority to demand what they demanded. Uh, That cannot be obstruction and certainly shouldn't be impeachable. As to the first, I think we have to take a step back. This whole business circus revolves around the, you know, call... Uh, to the Ukraine. If that's the case, um, first of all, we have to keep our eye on the ball. What the president asked for in that was a commitment for a full investigation, not a foregone conclusion, not an indictment, not any charges being brought, an investigation based on allegations he had heard very specifically about corruption. Um, There is no question, there's piece after piece from the 1960s forward about the interrelationship between aid and corruption. And demands by international agencies that there be corruption reforms before any further aid is given internationally to a variety of countries. Um, you know, I, I've said all along, Greg, if I were handling this for the president, and this really were to be fully aired, I would want at a trial in the Senate to call a number of witnesses. I would start with Schiff, Nadler, and the aides, Eisen and Burke. Remember... For this committee, for Nadler's committee, he hired his two investigators who then became effectively the prosecutors, two lawyers who wrote an article before any evidence was in about anything, trying and convicting Donald Trump of obstruction of justice and demanding his impeachment. That's not something the American taxpayers should have paid for, but they led this committee to then return the articles of impeachment. There should, they should be called as witnesses because the integrity of an investigation is always at issue. Next... You should call Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Chris Hines, John Kerry's stepson, um, Devin Archer, all of these people who were involved in the corrupt or allegedly corrupt scheme with Burisma. Um, We should know what happened. Chris Hines thought it was so bad he distanced himself from the others. Um, So let's see what John Kerry knew about it then. I think you've got to have a full airing of all of these things, and then we have to put on some experts. The role the corruption plays in the system and why all aid should be withheld until there's a commitment to corruption reform and full investigation.
0: Has Nancy Pelosi so lowered the standard of what's impeachable now that, you know, essentially from now on, any perceived wrong allegedly committed by a president, real or imagined will now constitute grounds for impeachment, meaning there'll be more frequent impeachments that will damage the work of governance.
1: I think so. As as you and other expert commentators have pointed out, for many, unfortunately, in the Democratic Party, um, impeachment was the goal from the day Donald Trump was elected, and so then it was a matter of trying to fit something in. Well, the Mueller r- report didn't work out for them, and so immediately they pounced on this Ukrainian thing. But of course, it lowers the bar; it demeans the Constitution. Its uh, its purpose, of course, is to get the president's agenda off track, um, and it, it succeeded to some degree, but not to a great degree. The president still accomplished many important initiatives, but I think at some point the country is just sick and tired of all of this nonsense, you know, win at the ballot box if you can. And that's what I think we learned a great deal here. When we see people like uh, Representatives Al Green and Jerry Nadler saying we have to resort to impeachment because we can't trust the American people at the ballot box, that should send chills through the spines of every voter in this country.
0: Final question, what should the U.S. Senate do if Pelosi continues to hold the impeachment articles?
1: There are, there are a number of options, and I don't know that I know the best one. But one would be to amend the rules. Another would be to treat it as if the uh, articles had been sent over. Another could be to, you know, uh, ignore the articles of impeachment altogether and treat them as if they had been dismissed. Um, or begin the trial. Begin the trial because their understanding could be that the Constitution requires that they be sent over forthwith and uh, that the trial must be held in the Senate.
0: David Schoen, civil liberties attorney, constitutional law expert, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you very much.
0: The framers of our Constitution never envisioned that a future House would vote to impeach a president, but then maneuver to halt an impeachment trial in the Senate. Who could have foreseen a House Speaker like Nancy Pelosi, whose disdain for the Constitution is exceeded only by her thirst for absolute unfettered power. She has made a mockery of impeachment and debased her high office. The Senate must act to disabuse Pelosi of her pretensions and restore some semblance of constitutional order. I'm Greg Jarrett, Fox News. Be sure to pick up my new book, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history.